0: Hey there! We are back. It is another Saberland, another installment of the uh, best-selling podcast. I am back in New York City after a week of travel. Uh, It was in Dallas Monday and Tuesday of last week, a week ago, right now, and Los Angeles, the city of angels, for the rest of the week. Uh, Did not attend the Sabres Kings game, unfortunately. I've explained that in detail, and uh, it's funny because, of course, I didn't go, and they had a great game. They won, uh, beat the Ducks last night. I was watching some of that from Burbank Airport uh, as, as, as I boarded, and then uh, the game ended right before it got on, which was nice, and um, took a red eye back here, and thankfully, I didn't work today. I slept most of the day because you really don't sleep on airplanes, but um, or I don't. But uh, interesting week, uh, doing the travel, uh, interviewed my friend Steve Marks. He's the guest today, a friend from college, just like previous guests, except for my dad, who was not a college friend, but um, uh, my friends, uh, well, Adam was on once, and Eli Kowalski, and uh, Steve Marks, who also was instrumental in the the origin of College Baby, if uh, you're familiar with any of my other podcast work. Uh, um ah, he's a friend with he and uh, Adam and I were talking once, and um came up with college baby anyway that was a long time ago 10, it was 10 or so years uh Steve's a friend I've kept in close touch with, so it's not like we've we haven't spoken in ten years um had a nice wide ranging chat he's a bit of a hockey fan um we also touched on some football uh he recently returned from New Zealand he was there uh working on a show. I believe for Amazon, I want to say, but uh, it's a uh, keep that carefully under wraps. It's a heavily guarded project. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny. I so here I am. This is this is. It was fun to do a podcast out of my a hotel room in another city, namely uh, Los Angeles. It was downtown. If you have ever been to Los Angeles downtown, you'll know that it is not the typically. It's not your idea of L.A. It's, um, it's a perfectly good downtown for a city. Um, not being New York, it is, uh, has some key differences. It is very warm. It is not humid. There are a lot of homeless people and a lot of business people um, and a fair amount of tourists, but um, we have a nice little office there on Wilshire. And uh, I had a drink at the Intercontinental Hotel. It's a hotel with a lobby on the 70th floor, which is interesting. Uh, I had a drink there. It's a very nice view. Um, but one thing that I've noticed about doing, you know, you spend time in hotels, uh, this is, this is me going in, this is, well, oh, sorry. I, I didn't finish my first point. It's funny because so many podcasts, uh, well, maybe Mark Marin's the only one, um, who always does this, does the opening, complains about the hotels he's been in. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure other podcasters do it. He's the only one that I w- might listen to who seems to travel a lot. Um, but it's been a while since I've had a week of travel. I stayed in two separate hotels. I stayed in one in Dallas that was a, an extended stay hotel, which meant I had a kitchen and other accoutrements in the room, which was a fascinating experience. My room in The Standard was, uh, I believe The, the Standard, well, I know it's a chain. I think there's one here in New York, at least one, and around the world. It's a very trendy hotel. Uh, it has a nice rooftop bar, which I enjoyed. The room itself, an interesting experience. We reference it during the interview, uh, but just for a mental picture, um, the room is, let's just call it a square with a sort of an exploded out bathroom, which, which comes prominently into the living area and is only enclosed by glass. So the shower is next to the bed with a glass sort of encasing. Uh, and then the, to- the toilet and everything else is right next to it. So if you don't pull the shower curtain, uh, the entire bathroom is, just, is basically just there in the room. Uh, I suppose it's suitable for a business trip as a single traveler such as myself would be an interesting room for uh, really anyone there and under any other circumstances. Uh, the other thing I realized about staying in multiple hotels is, uh, you really become the, you can tell the type of person that the hotel expects you to be when you stay there by the smell of the free shampoo and, uh, body and body lotion and then all those sorts of things. Um, the, uh, the materials of the more, the, the daily ablutions, uh, the, um, in Dallas, it was a sort of, you know, generic, um, kind of just, it was a, I think it was a Hyatt brand. So it was just generic hotel stuff. And I smelled like a boring person. Um, in the standard, I smelled like a person I don't want to be, but it was interesting for, to do that for two days. It was like having hair again. Um, and I'm not, well, I have hair, but, uh, it's thinning. It was like having long hair again. Uh, just suddenly walking around with this sort of, dare I say, musk about me, but a, but a smell that, um, you know, it was like the way if you ever in a mall and you walk by an American Eagle, there's an aggressive scent of, uh, of sales coming at you. And, uh, um, there's a, there was a powerful smell, uh, not even bad of the, of, from the standard thing. So I used those, um, and, uh, you know, and it's always, it's nice to, be in a hotel because I aggressively shower, which is always fun. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know why I have to do that, but I enjoy taking a lot of showers in hotels because uh, everything's cleaned up after you and you come back in and it's, the room's there. Uh, so yeah, there's a bit in here where I, I, I realized, um, well, this isn't really an interview. Of course, it's, yeah, it's just a conversation. Um, I realize I might, I, I've listened to the first few minutes. I realize I sound kind of aggressive and I I, I don't love that, but that's, that's the way it went. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of me just sort of, well, I had this, mo- the thing that I reference in the interview where, or in the, the chat here, where I say that in Texas, I felt like I felt like I had no personality and it might not, I don't know why I phrased it that way. Um, cause I didn't even mean it so negatively. I just sort of, but I had this very powerful moment where I suddenly, I spoke to someone as though I were a Texan and, uh, I, but it's, I've, I do things like that. And I always have, I've always sort of, uh, it's like, not unlike the film *Zelig* uh, by the now disgraced and disgraceful Woody Allen, um, but it's a great, I love that movie, I loved it, and still think about it, it's one of my favorite ideas for a movie ever, it's about a man who physically be, uh, takes on the characteristics of those around him, and uh, I was related to it, and I kind of did that somewhat here, linguistically that's been a thing for me all my life, sort of speaking like people around me, and or people that I like, I just sort of... Take on their certain things that I notice in them, patterns and such. Um, so we talk about that, and but I guess I was a little—I just wanted to tell him about it and we, and record it. So uh, I was—it was—I e- was eager to get to sort of talk to that with somebody. Um, I hope it's good listening. I don't know if it is or not. Um, as for the Sabers, uh, it's been a good week. Uh, they got blown out. Well, that wasn't good in San Jose and uh, Vegas. The big first couple games of the trip was also when I first left the final two this past weekend went quite well uh I, I although I understand that the Kings and Ducks are not very good but that's okay I'll take it um you know the Sabres are one game over 500 um if they can just just stay over stay around that mark all year well maybe all year that's okay but certainly um you know keep if they're if they're in it if they're in shooting distance by you know the new year that would be awesome um yeah, we'll just see. But, uh, they have to just keep beating the bad teams and, you know, maybe, maybe here and there, if they can sneak a couple games ver- against good teams, they might, they may actually have a shot being decent. Um, entertaining hockey is all I want. Uh, apparently the game last night was very good. I didn't see it yet. Um, but this is not a full, this isn't a normal Saberland. Although what is a normal Saberland? But this is just, uh, my reactions and an in, in intro and talking about the forthcoming interview you're about to hear with the wonderful steve um the bills a disaster the less said the better and back to the sabers uh it's um i'm i'm yeah i'm excited for this week um because thursday uh i think they play the canadians which will be an interesting matchup because that's they're gonna have to play montreal a couple times this year and um i watched the canadians like the first night of the season and was impressed they um Sometimes I think that having so you know the 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 so-called superstars out of the lineup can be good. Maybe that's just my Buffalo thinking, and um, and it might have only been because it was one game. But the point be some occasionally with a good coach and you know still having like you know Carey Price in net, um, which obviously makes a team, which pre- pretty much can make any team be able to be competitive in a game because he's just he's so good. Um, it was like it's like how the well. I think sometimes super like when you have a guy like Shea Weber, who is for I'm referring to, you have a guy making whatever it is twelve million dollars on defense. Um, it's just like he just is going to dominate, like he's going to be on the ice all the time. It's everyone is going to like make everything go through him, and um, I don't know if he's quite the player he used to be. Maybe he is, but it also I think it just sort of can change the mindset of the team that every it has to be him as opposed to. When I watched them, um, they, you know, they certainly trust that Price is going to make saves. But I thought they just played like a good kind of scrappy young game. I mean, I still don't. It's not to say that the Canadians are going to be um, good this year, although man, I guess you never know. But um, they certainly looked better than like the the directionless, tanking Sabers who had nothing at all. Um, I still, you know, I was. I think the Canadians still had a little. Had they have some? They have some good skaters, even guys who I've never heard of. Um, and that's you know that that might make them able to at least win some of these games. And the Sabers just have to be careful um, because and not assume that the Canadians are just garbage this year um, because you know they they looked they almost beat uh, Toronto that night and I think they or did they even win? I don't think they did, but they yeah they lost in overtime, but they looked pretty good um, compared to what I expected. So um, this will be a good test is what I'm getting at for the Sabers this week is they have to be able to you know they have to win the season series against the team, you know, the Ottawa, Montreal, um, uh, I mean, ideally Florida, um, but they really have to, they have to get fat, so to speak, off, off some of these teams that they really should be better than, Uh, and I hope that they are going to be better, but that's going to, we won't know until, um, they, they actually start playing these games, so, um, you know, and like the Kings and Ducks are good examples of, um, I think of, of, you know, you got to beat the teams that you're, you have to have you, to be better than someone. You have to beat them. <laughs> it's deep stuff there. So, uh, um, so we'll see. Yeah, I think, but they, they got, it was, it was nice to see them end up with a winning record on the Western coast trip and especially to end well. Um, even literally last, last night and they, they were down early in the game and, and didn't let it get to them and came back and won. So, uh, I think that's a good thing. So I'm, I'm, it's been a, As far as it's been a pretty good October for the Sabres, first three weeks of the season. Um, so, you know, next next episode, which will be maybe in, you know, by probably by November or something, in 10 days or whatever. I don't think I'll do one this coming weekend, but i um, well, you never know. Yeah, because there'll only be like one game to talk about. Uh, next episode of Sabreland, we'll have some more game recaps. But um, for now, this is just me talking hockey and some other things with a good friend in downtown L.A., and I don't think there's anything else I need to say or want to say in this intro. So, uh, if, if until then, um, yeah, just just uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you later.
1: play playstation tonight of all night yeah
0: we've started it's okay we started yeah but don't it doesn't matter
1: did i just talk into this
0: yeah yeah that's how it works
1: so this is the beginning of it's the
0: beginning of the interview um which is really important so all right well uh so how yeah how are you doing what's going on
1: i'm doing all right um i am i'm really feeling the awkward vibe of this hotel room that you're staying in.
0: Yeah. It's very strange. Um, Um,
1: I do, I both appreciate and am appalled by the fact that you can see the shower from the bed and that it's only a shower curtain separating the bed from the toilet. That's
0: troubling. I don't really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad I, am glad I'm just here by myself. Um, yeah, it's one of those, it's just like the, the hotel just like kind of its coolness went to its head, so to speak. So I'm just moving the thing over here. Yeah. It's um, and I like how this pattern on the curtains just like carries over into the wall and then stops mid wall.
1: Yeah. Like truly, it's truly the definition of like being too cute. Like yeah. everything is designed just so to be like obnoxious and unhelpful, but also right. that you're like,
0: oh. Yeah. Right. Um, So, uh, yeah. um. So you just got so how long? Wait, how many? How long have you been back from? From you've been you just got back from New Zealand. How long has that been? Um,
1: I was in New Zealand for five weeks. I got back about two weeks ago. At this point, two Thursdays. Well, yeah. So oh, okay. two weeks ago today. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. New Zealand is, or I was in Auckland, and Auckland is, I would describe it as like a utopian version of. A rust belt city In a lot oh, okay. of ways It's like very blue collar And um, we're
0: both West, Well you're are, Is Syracuse the rust belt? Buffalo's rust belt but
1: I mean I think much like real rust The rust belt has like Continued to continues. corrode The, the yeah. Midwest up through the Northeast Right Um, I guess I define rust belt city As like any city that was propped up By some kind of plant That there are sure. no plants there anymore Right and so when I was growing up in Syracuse, yeah, there was like the carrier air conditioning plant and there was a lot of air cars. conditioning plant. Yeah. Like, carrier. Yeah. If you look at like oh. actually one of the studios in Los Angeles, I was in a couple of years ago. I noticed it all carrier air conditioning. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they were like a big air conditioning. Is that
0: why it's the Carrier Dome?
1: Yes. Wow. There you go. Is it air?
0: And it is air conditioned, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's the, not. The fun thing about is um, that what keeps it inflated? I believe so. So the, wow, the awesome power of the Carrier <laughs> technology. And something that I've learned, or something that's
1: like a hallmark of the Carrier Dome, is that when you exit the Carrier Dome, like a, a gust of wind like blows you out of. The I've dome. heard
0: that. Yeah, um,
1: and I I would just attribute to carrier air conditioning or fans wow. or something like that.
0: Maybe that that should be something that people that should be a product that you can purchase for your home for not just for your your college football games that you play in your home. But if you have, say, like a party and you're just like, you know what, honey, it's like it's getting on in the night and we need to get rid of this. These guests from our dinner party. So just like hit the like eject button on your carrier AC and just like blow people out the door. Yeah, I mean, I cause it's also
1: so enjoyable. It's, I've never, as an adult, as a child, I've like never encountered someone who doesn't have at least a moment of like, oh, is, it, is like it like blows that, you out the door?
0: Is it like that feeling of if you walk in like an ocean of with um, with like very very shallow waves? Like this happens to me when I go to Maine. Like they're very shallow. Like the waves that come in are uh, when the water like. I don't know, waist high. And it's like the waves are very small, but they just sort of gently lift you and carry you back towards shore.
1: It's a little more <laughs> aggressive than that. But it, I think that's oh. where in the fun lies is that like you really do get, bl- like you get to a certain point where you realize like the air pressure outside and like whatever yeah. dome mechanisms are happening in there. Come to pa- like you know, come to a head, and it really pushes you right out oh, the door. Nice. And so it's, it's and it's less not gentle. it's not the
0: fact that like Syracuse hasn't been good since Donovan McNabb.
1: Oh my God, the amount of McNabb <laughs> jerseys. Yeah, it's sad that like the only other prominent jersey, especially in Syracuse football, is, other than McNabb, is what, Dwight Brown? Freeney. Oh,
0: Dwight Freeney, yeah.
1: Which is like he's not even like a skill position player. That's are like, you kidding?
0: He's a he's an edge rusher. Yeah, Wait, but he's he, I mean, like, the ultimate skill position. All
1: right, who's who's like you know. If he was a nose Name the tackle. the best edge rushers of
0: all time. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. Oh,
1: get out of here. What? I'm just
0: saying it's not. That's
1: not like a marquee player. Like, yes, it
0: is. <sighs> a, a pass rusher is like the ba- It's the king of the NFL. Khalil Mack, U-B, pride of U-B, is like the best player in the NFL. Von Miller, Bruce Smith. Hello. But they can't get paid anything because nobody. What do you mean they can't them? get paid anything? They're the highest paid players, like on defense. Get out of here. That's not saying a lot. No, uh pff, are you kidding? Like I think uh nice. was just holding
1: out for a long time to get paid what he earned.
0: He got he got paid a lot of money. He I earned know. it. And anyway, but it's I agree. Sad
1: state of affairs that Dwight Freeney is the last good player. Well, yeah, Saturdays yeah,
0: because that at. was what tw- 15 years ago. Exactly. That's a long time ago. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh. So, but I ask about I asked you about your travel because I'm uh obviously I'm here in L. A. Uh, based in New York. I've been uh. I realized on my travel. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I mentioned this briefly due to today, but I realized I have no, I have no, uh, personality. I've, I've thought about this about myself for a while, but I, it was clear finally to me in Texas, uh, because I was like, uh, I went to our, our I was in our working out of our office in Dallas and a guy let me back. Like I was in the lobby of this building and uh, a nice Texan man held the, the elevator for me as I walked in. I went, thank you. Never said that in my as life. As you do. Owen. But no, but I, but I didn't say thank you. I said, thank you. <laughs> I've never, it was like, and then, and, and as I got in the elevator, I was like, what did I just do? Am I, am I Texas now? Yeah, and then did you I, tip and
1: your cat, your cowboy and, hat. And, and I
0: realized like, if I, because I'm someone who like, I just, if I stay in a place, I would, I would, I was like, if I stayed, if I moved here, because I'm starting to feel like, do I, should I move to Texas? And I was like, I would immediately have. If If I lived here for like a month, I would like the the pace of my my talk would slow down and uh, i I'd start to have a bit of a drawl and that that's that would be me because like I don't have any I'm no one. I have no personality. I adopt the characteristics that I like about ev- everyone around me. so I realize like i'm i'm I don't know who I am is what I'm saying because I realize like I'm just some product of things that I like around me and I take them in and steal them and hope that it makes me someone that I like. but um yeah, I mean, not that I don't all, not that I don't like myself at all, but I realize I completely prefer the things that I find interesting about people around me. And it, nowhere is that more apparent as in like a rust belt northerner than like in a place like Texas, where uh people have this musical manner of talking that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I do think, you know, I feel similarly. Um and it's something I've thought about a lot in the last like many months is to kind of have a personality or that's like deferential to other people's personalities sure and i think there's something to be said about you know having the innate ability to for lack of a better term like read a room right you know and so i think while i understand where you're coming from um because i also am a similar way I think it's really easy to frame that negatively but also to realize that like there are so many times in one's life when you encounter like a room full of like loud assholes and it's like oh I could also be a loud asshole but also like does is that what like this situation really demands right now? And so I would like to say that maybe it's not so much that you have no personality it's just that you're you're acutely aware of like the vibe around you and you're able to kind of work with whatever situation you're given and I think that is a great boon to
0: one's personality. I mean, uh, well, I guess I think I'll take that as a compliment because I think that's what you mean. No, I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I, don't wanna, I guess I don't want to sound like I'm totally, like, seeing no point in existing anymore.
1: <laughs> well, look, it's just like you're not like a husk. Like, you... Well, <laughs> I mean...
0: <laughs> Steady on, <laughs> but I mean, like I uh, no, I but like because it's easy. I think it's I think in hindsight, I feel as though I I like to me that's a tremendous. I mean, it's a natural thing, but I also it's great. It comes at great effort. Like, um, like you know, you notice someone is like just talks a little bit different than I do, and so I just sort of I I I don't not I don't like affect an accent like and like I don't become a Texan literally, but I just sort of like. I wouldn't talk to them the way I would talk to somebody on the street in like New York City or like in my day-to-day life, like my normal life. But to, but I don't think that effort is ever doesn't seem like anyone ever notices or cares. And then I then in hindsight I'm like, "Well, why did I do that? No one cares about anything that to me feels like I'm jumping through all these hoops sort of even though I have to, I, I have no choice because I have to because I I don't want to be like a loud jerk." Um but, uh, I don't know. So like, so and then I have a feeling like, well, I don't even know who I am because I don't have any conviction about me just being who I am and co- being comfortable with that. I try to like affect the thing that this other person is presenting to me, which seems so different to me. And then I just start to talk like them and, you know, I'll take a table for two and a steak and a Coke. Thank you very much. And I, I almost said that when I went and got my chicken fried steak and I was, which was amazing yeah, but I mean,
1: like, more than anything else, the chicken fried steak thing is great to me, because I had a chicken fried steak in Texas some 10 years ago, and remember, it be- with cream gravy. I'm sure you had cream gravy. I think I yours. did.
0: I don't know. I just ate it very fast, because it was good.
1: Um, but that's excellent. It's something that you should definitely be doing in Texas, is sure. eating a chicken fried steak at some point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I get I get where you're coming from. Um, I just have made, and maybe it's an attempt to make myself feel better about my own my own feelings about that, but is I often do feel like, you know, being able to, as I said, like read a room or to have a personality type or style of communication that's able to mirror other people's style of communication is great. is is like a real asset. I, I got really embarrassed one time. Only one time. It came up when I was. In You've only been embarrassed once. I've only been embarrassed once in, life, yeah. embarrassed once in my <laughs> life. That's not true. I'm embarrassed <laughs> all the time. Oh, good. Um, I have a healthy resentment, um, for how embarrassed I make myself often. Um. But I was in Auckland and I called to place an order for my boss for something, and I got through about three quarters of the order, and the person on the other end stopped me and was like, "You're talking way too fast. I don't understand what you said. Wow. You need to start over again." Um, and then proceeded, not in a mean way, like it was a, it was a, you know, a nice spirit like a fun in the spirit of fun way well, it sounds fun but he was like so where are you from and like right as i started to say the Ooh. u.s it was almost like he was waiting he was like yeah yeah, yeah you know like oh you people in the u.s and it was like well now i just feel like i've now i hate I a stereotype, a stereotype. Right. yeah I, it, I was embarrassed by the end of it
0: i'm gonna get back in my car and drive back to oklahoma <laughs> is what you thought and um, did no, and listen to my Elvis tapes. That's like what he. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also stereotyping. And uh, but yeah. but
1: to that point, just like in that moment, I was like, man, I wish I had been able to like mimic this guy's pace and tone of voice. Mm. Not like in a weird way, but just in a way that's like, so we didn't have to have that awkward interaction. And this so, was,
0: this was in Auckland.
1: This was in Auckland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. But the guy I was speaking to was Russian and so what? it was a separate layer of
0: wow yeah
1: I mean Auckland has a pretty diverse population in the sense of you know it was a lot of Eastern European people it was a lot of people from Southeast Asia um, hmm. I mean I guess and again like in a hmm. city like specifically Auckland you know it's a shipping and receiving town so it, there's a lot of like construction work it's right. just a lot of work there and so hmm. I think there's probably a lot of a lot of economic promise Wow. oh no, like yeah
0: it's, a, it's an up and coming city um, speaking of up and coming cities, though, um, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is after all a hockey podcast, and uh, so I guess I. So yeah, so we we here we are in L.A. and um and I think the re- the reason another reason I'm thinking about this whole personality thing is because, um yeah, I don't think there have been many things in my life, if maybe anything, that I feel like comfortable to be like oh, this is me and like I don't care what you think, but the Sabers are is that may be it. Because if you remember, the last time I was here, and we went to a Sabres Kings game. Oh boy! um, And we've been. Well, let's. Well, hang. Well, let's see. I've been to three of these. I think. I think you've been to all three that I have come to.
1: At least two of the three, but yeah, I think all three.
0: I think so, and they've never scored a goal. They've lost two nothing every time, and they've never scored. um, But after I almost got into, well, I think there were like two fights that almost happened uh one was with a saber remember there was like these super drunk saber i mean we were a, a little drunk but there was there was a group of rowdy saber fans yeah that were nervous. they were like f- they were like yelling at these like kings fans and but i was more mad at the saber fans for i I've, I've, i don't even my well, the because details they were,
1: they were being jerks they like. were being
0: awful and i was like i hate you um but that made me really mad because then we left the arena and then like yeah, that and i almost like what i yelled at like a
1: A man, like a busker. Yeah, I got really (laughs)
0: mad at him. Because he was standing in front of us singing like, I don't want to hear Wonderwall when I'm walking out of Staples Center for the 13th time losing a game the Stupid Kings. And, uh, yeah, I was very upset at him.
1: Now, do you feel, this this is a question I think will be appropriate to ask you, given that you were upset by Sabres fans in Los Angeles at a Kings game, do you feel responsible for, like, away team fans when you are part of that away team or just oh, i guess just tough. in general like how responsible do you feel for your fan like the team you're rooting for in social situations
0: um not uh, well that's a that's that's really that's a good question and not the answer is not at all because i also because i could i would say that i also never felt that in sync with buffalo specifically buffalo fans in say in buffalo like growing up um because like you know, like one example would be like, you know, last time I went to Sabres game, there's like, there are a lot of people wearing like Trump hats. And like, well, I don't, I, I, that's another, that's a reason I don't live here anymore. Or like, um, I, don't, I just don't feel like I fit in with the most of the people of Buffalo in, in a lot of ways that I, I want to see as more important. See, actually, that's a, that's a funny thing because like I don't, um, I feel like I can kind of, I can like fit in, in with Buffalo people, but I don't actually, I'm at one of them. Like that's a big, that's a big masquerade. Um, Even though I am from Buffalo and like, but I don't actually, I can like, I can pass for like a normal to them, but I never feel comfortable. So I guess, so the point being, I never feel responsible because I find a lot of the behavior of like most sports fans terrible, no matter what. Sure. Um, I don't remember what it was that made me angry at those Sabre fans that day, except that they were just, they were also like yelling at us because um, I remember I ripped off my Eichel jersey in rage when they lost the game. I and, like, sure this girl, me. wasn't she, like, yelling at you? Because you, you were wearing... You were wearing your... My Manitoba Moose yeah, jersey. Yeah, you were wearing the Schneider Moose jersey. And Eli, another, our friend Eli, a friend of the pod, Eli was wearing a Chara Bruins uh, St. Paddy's Day jersey, and Eric was, like, just fat. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you Eric know. wasn't That's doing me. anything. But she was, like... She was yelling at you. She was yelling at you for some reason. I don't
1: remember why. I don't even know if it was hockey related. I think w- she was just
0: shouting. And she was just at drunk me. and angry. Um, and I was like, I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to like fight her, but I, I, I think I said something to her, and then like a Kings, there are a bunch of like douchy Kings fans that were running around. I don't know, but a lot of them were cool. Most of them were cool. Um, I just remember being. I was just mad that I like cared about the Sabers again. Um I knew they were bad that year I just didn't like want anything to do with anything. Yeah. Um
1: it's so I guess then you know you're talking about being like a a Sabers fan in Buffalo in New York. Have you seen many Sabers games?
0: Um I've been to a handful uh never like a Rangers game like at MSG but I've been to Barclays Center a handful of times and they um last year they lost spectacularly and that was probably the worst hockey experience I've ever had in my life. They gave up two short-handed goals in the first period, and they were down 4 nothing. and it was the second game of the season, and I wanted to never watch hockey again. Um, but they have won a couple like – I think they're 2-2 two two overall in my Sabre games in Brooklyn, and the fans are fine because they're like pretty much Buffalo people who moved to Brooklyn like me. So I'm like, all right, you guys are fine. Okay, so you
1: have less, you have less of an issue with Brooklyn-based or – New York City-based Sabres
0: fans. Yeah, they're fine. Buffalo fans. Okay. Yeah. Similarly, Bills fans at like Jets games, which I did once. Like, like they were were fine. It's like, it's it was the it was the weirdly the Sabres fans in L.A. for some reason, and just Saber fans in home are also horrible. (laughs)
1: Sure. No, it's I part of why I'm asking is because I had an experience where I've seen the Canucks play, um, and I'm a Canucks fan. I've seen the Canucks play in los angeles a handful of times not in the last year or two but i've i've often found when i've gone that there's been just as many canucks fans as there's been kings fans and one of the things that's always tough is that i guess it might be a thing in vancouver but is that there's a lot of wooing that goes on from not like romantic oh, wooing. wooing but yeah, they yeah. like do like a woo and every time the kings have lost that i've seen them the Vancouver fans just on the entire way out are just like screaming and honking and wooing. And it makes me feel self-conscious because even though I'm a Canucks fan, I have no love lost for the Kings. It's like, we're still the visiting team. Like, like let these people process their sports emotions. Yeah. Um, And I, I always feel a sense of ownership over fans that I'm rooting with when they're like monsters to other
0: people. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, Wooing is a bad thing in general. I don't not to. I don't want to sidetrack that, but like if the Bruins do it, come on. Yeah, like, you're better than that.
1: <laughs> yes, I don't ever want to emulate anything that a Boston or any funny from does. Boston. Yeah. Um, I guess on the flip side of that, I went to a Rams game. I had the privilege of going to a Rams game um, before they got good, and you couldn't get tickets. Um. And I went to, I went to four, I had never been to an NFL game in my life. I went to four Rams games, which is like
0: way too many,
1: way too many. But also like a also, thir- wait, wait, like half but not, of their home games, if if not more than
0: that. Yeah, that's true. Wait, not this year though, right? Not this year. When they're year. good. Okay. No,
1: because you can't get tickets when they're good. You can't right. get tickets when they're bad. Obviously. And so I went the first year they were here um and I went to see them play the Dolphins, which is like, was just a mess in general. It was pouring rain. Right. It was like a terrible game. Um, And that was the heartbreaker where the Rams almost won and then through like a series of terrible missteps blew the game against the Dolphins. Great. And there was one guy in my section who was a Dolphins fan and like more power to him. But just as the game progressed, became more aggressively antagonistic. And it and there was just part of me that wanted to be like my friend. Like, come on, man. Like, we're all here rooting for the Rams. Like, you've won the day. Yeah. Like, leave it alone. Right. Like, at a certain point, like, why are you trying to start a fight with people? Because also <laughs> it's an NFL game and someone's going to start a fight with it's you. It's
0: true. Yeah. That See, that raises a good question about like just the, the what are our actual goals as being a sports fan? Uh, because of course we can't, Control anything except maybe just get these strange primal perhaps unacknowledged urges out Which maybe that maybe that's the truth about my weird fight thing as I just was very something was making me angry And it came out in that poor busker on the street <laughs> also That was was that not the same night that we saw Melrose walking That's around? right. We
1: saw Barry Melrose in a too yeah. big suit.
0: Oh the world's biggest suit. Yeah, didn't you just you said he looked He looked like David Byrne from <laughs> stop right. making sense. And it was so good because, like, we saw him and, like, there were two people, like, taking, like, a selfie with, like, this, like, he's, like, who's that guy with, like, weird, horrible slicked back hair and a giant suit? Is that Melrose? And people were just, like, yelling, like, yo, Barry! It was so good.
1: That is, like, the best part of attending anywhere that there's a hockey broadcast is that hairstyles will immediately dictate who is on the broadcast team. Because it That's was, true. like, oh, here's an, here's an aged man with a mullet, like. That's gotta be someone on the, I'll lay good odds.
0: That's a Barry Melrose right there. (laughs) That's very good. But you do
1: raise a good point about like what the goal is as fans and what we expect, you know, this is a conversation you and I have had a little bit at times, but you know, I've started rooting for the Canucks in a big way when I was in high school. And I feel like I got it on the ground floor of that 2010, 2011 team that made it to the cup and lost tragically to the Bruins. Um, and so, coming off the back end of that, I had to go through watching them be bad again. And it was the first time in like really rooting for a sports team that I realized that like it's just cyclical. Like they right. built a good team while I was in high school and college. That team like reached its peak, and then they're now going to get progressively worse until you right. know the coming of Elias Patterson this year, which Ugh. bodes well in. But not in, like for another and, maybe until five Until he gets choke years. slammed. Well, yeah, sure. Right. And we'll get there, but. Yeah. But it's all to say, like, going through the motions of a team at both their best and worst really begs that question of, like, well, what am I really getting out of this? Otherwise, I could just be a bandwagon fan and root for the team that wins every year, and then I'm just getting the joy of
0: cheering. (laughs) It's like, hey, have you guys heard of the Golden Knights? (laughs) I mean, I love the Golden Knights, but it's also like, oh, they're, like, really good. We should be a fan. Like, yeah, okay. Dude, Uh, the Knights are great. All right. Yeah, well, you know that's the way it goes. Um, the thing I have to say, I have a, I formed a grudging respect uh, for the, the Islanders fans. Well, the Islanders move and uh, well to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn has been hilarious because apparently because now they're they're un- going to undo it. They're not going to renew their contract. They are signed there for a few more years, but they're starting to do like half their games back in Nassau Coliseum, which I've heard has been rated as not even NHL worthy. (laughs) So, of course, naturally this year, the Sabres one game in that is an away game for the Islanders is going to be played there. So I won't go. But the Islander fans that come all the way from deep Long Island to make the trek to Brooklyn have the whole Long Island Railroad ride to get as drunk as possible. Sure. And they're like the most homophobic, racist, horrible fans. Like, and they're not even playing the Rangers and they're chanting like how, like Lundqvist is gay and stuff like (laughs) terrible. Like they're just chanting about this hatred of perfect man, Henrik Lundqvist. And, uh, even though they're playing the Sabres and like, but I, and, and I don't respect that of course, but it's an interesting thing that like, you can see the most diehard of fans when like their team is actively terrible and doing something stupid, uh, which I don't know. I don't know what my point is there, but I just like, it's interesting when you go to an Islanders game again in Brooklyn, because they haven't attracted any, like, I don't think they've attracted a sizable amount of like local Brooklynites who were just like hipsters who are like, Hey, hockey's kind of cool. Like that hasn't happened. It's just the horrible dregs of long Island.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have to take, or you have to decide at a certain point what you're going to do with, the fandom that exists and that you have like I found in general and I'm talking about through like interactions with like just like reading you know like subreddits like the Canucks subreddit and things like that that like okay by and large like Canucks fans aren't like miserable people or like racist or homophobic mm-hmm. um, but it also extends to the team itself you know where you know I've I was started to be a fan of them during the Todd Bertuzzi you know incident Um. And then, you know, Matt Cook is, like, a real piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, just a
0: casual attack on, a, on another human where he broke someone's skull. But... And
1: and I guess my point is that, like, when you say that, I immediately want to rebut, but the the reality is, like, no, that guy, like, punched a guy in the back of the head and almost paralyzed him. Don't defend. Him. Oh,
0: sorry. No, oh, I'm not defending oh, yeah, yeah. Him.
1: And then, like, Matt Cook was a real piece of shit for, like, the entirety of his career as a Canuck. Um, and so often you hear people, or you have you have the want to kind of deflect the behavior of people on the team that you like, or there's the people that you can identify that are on other teams that you're like, Oh, I really hate Marshawn. Right. But like if Marshawn was a Canuck, what I think he was like lovable. No, he'd be great. Yeah. And, and I would root for him. Sure. Um, and so like what responsibility do we have as fans to, like, kind of call out both the behavior of the fans of the team we like, but also, yeah. like, the players on that team.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, a tough one. I don't know. The Sabres' current roster is pretty much perfect, so oh. no. no. I mean... I don't know. See, but I... I See, and I do. I will respond to that, but I also think that, like, a good team... Um, Obviously, I don't want, like, you know, like a... I don't want, like, a domestic abuser on my team. I don't want, like, a criminal. But I, I do think that you should have at least one person you're like... God, like, I just... I don't know if I like this guy, but like, all right, whatever. Like, you got to have like one, because maybe it's just like this person sucks and I don't like him, but whatever, he's on the team and I need, I think it's a healthy way to channel your anger. Like for for me, there was always like this terrible defenseman. When the Sabres made the cup final in 99, they had this guy named Mike Wilson, who was just like the most boring, terrible, but he was like six foot six and huge. And you're like, he should be, like, killing people, but he wasn't. And he was awful. But point being, I think it's, like, a healthy – he that's a healthy outlet for, like, the anger that just comes up in life and sports can be, like, a channel for that to go into. Just, like, a good player is, like, better because, uh, I don't know, your happiness can be channeled into one person. That's not really a response. It's just, like, a thing I thought at the moment.
1: No, I, but I, I think that's interesting, and I, I wonder if – you know, and you even said that like this guy was kind of inert. like it wasn't like he was right. necessarily like a, you know, out there you know, busting heads. But I also feel like we've transitioned to kind of like a post Thai Domi world where it's like, you used to really love when team, like teams all had like their one or two guys that like, weren't of really any value from a hockey perspective, but it was like, well, he's going to go out there and fight somebody. Yes, and you true. kind of
0: liked that. Well, is it wrap, yeah, Rob Ray and for a second, I actually thought that you were, I, I heard Thai Domi as like a Thai restaurant, which also imagine if Thai Domi opened Thai Domi in Toronto. It would make me so happy.
1: I would definitely go.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> Ty Domi just, like, hi, welcome to Ty Domi. Would you like some pad Thai? <laughs> I don't know. Domi? Domi? <laughs> 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 just everything has dot, dot, dot Domi. That I don't know That would be very um, funny. Anyway, yeah, well, sure. There's, like, as everybody needs, like, more of a purpose. And there isn't that much fighting anymore.
1: And so I'm wondering, like, is that, or I guess my question is, is that why we now have to be so much more conflicted about these, like these guys that still kind of serve the purpose of like a team goon, like yeah maybe Wilson on the Capitals. But I
0: I love Tom Wilson I, even and though I like hate him yeah. But, but if he's he was on the Canucks, he's dirty I, think I would like him. He's he's my favorite player in the NHL, but he is but it's because he's dirty and we need more dirty players. Now obviously like I don't condo- like he sh- I I don't really want people to get injured, but also like come on like we need, like the sport's boring if nobody gets hurt. Yeah.
1: But I mean, then I think about little Elias Patterson getting chokeslammed, and I'm like,
0: that guy should be in jail. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. But also, get Tom Wilson on the Canucks. Defend it. Like, that's not an answer. That
1: actually, that's interesting you bring that up because that's been like the prevailing Canucks narrative in this past week. Not that like (laughs) anyone else really cares, but is that, you know, they've won these road games. They're anticipated to be really bad. Um, And all the entire Vancouver sports media is talking about is the fact that like nobody retaliated and like nobody fought anybody after that. Yeah. And even like Brock Besser, I think, came out this week and was like, We did like we just didn't know it was happening because we were winning the game. Like we didn't see it happen and we were more concerned about winning and now everyone's mad at us. Sure. Um and Rock. so that, like, kind of enforcer culture is, like, really interesting and I think kind of unique to hockey because hockey is the only sport, I feel like, that really gives a basketball a little bit. Pfft, no. But, but basketball is all about selling fouls, whereas hockey right. is just the last sport, I feel Actual like, you're really fouls like, hitting yeah. people. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hit somebody. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, basketball There's none, has none of it. And, like, I would either, I would be cool with hockey being purely a talent-based sport, but there still are these, like, you don't have fights you just have like guys who hit very hard and injure people but like i don't know i'm okay with that no i mean it's easy to say um i guess you just
1: have to be i mean it's the same it's it's a less extreme example but the same thing is like any football conversation about like you just have to go in knowing that like These guys are doing significant damage to their brains. And that's what they're doing.
0: Yeah. The thing is, I know that like the problem, the thing is like, I realized about myself as much as I say, I have no personality. I would be Tom Wilson. If I had the skills, I would be the dirtiest hockey player you ever saw. I, I just know that I would, if I played, I would be like, I mean, and assuming I had the skills to do this, I would be like, I mean, I would love to score goals, but I would just like, I would just, I would hit everything. And I would like, and that would be their fault for not being on my team. Like I just would crush people. I can't help it.
1: I mean, that would be awesome. I would. We would still be good friends if you were crushing people on the reg.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would be. That's what would happen. I know that. I'm very competitive. So, except I guess... when I'm in a social situation. <laughs>
1: So, so I guess get me this on the is, ice is a good I'll... segue to talk about the only thing in hockey that really matters, which is you might be the dirtiest player, but would you be the grittiest player? Oh, my God. Because we haven't talked about gritty at all. No, we
0: haven't talked about gritty.
1: And it's both wonderful and disappointing that the biggest thing in hockey to catch on outside of like hockey fans in years is gritty. Yeah, is it's gritty.
0: gritty. It's true. Yeah, gritty is bigger than the NH. He might be bigger than Jesus at this point, but he's definitely bigger than Sidney Crosby. I hope that yeah, yeah. See, gritty should see the the, remember when we played uh, the the NHL threes mode. Like, I'm presuming that in this year's hockey NHL game, like gritty is available to play with. I but I I think this should really. I think that I think the NHL should adopt a, a thing where a player, if he so chooses, can just put the mascot's costume on for a night. That would be great because I would love to see like Radko Gudis who's the who's the flyers dirty defenseman dress up as gritty and just eat Sidney Crosby on the ice. Uh, Nothing mean, would make me happier than to see gritty actually playing for the flyers and killing the penguins.
1: I think that'd be the only thing that would make me enjoy the flyers. I mean, if there's anything that's, <laughs> if there's anything that's disappointing about the, the proliferation of gritty it's yeah. that he's coming from Philadelphia, from Philadelphia and yeah. the flyers.
0: I don't, I mean, I kind I, I kind of love it. Cause like, I don't know, like, I just, like, I just, I hate the Flyers, but, like, that's why I love Gritty. Like, Gritty's perfect, because, like, nobody likes the Flyers. Yeah. But, I, I don't know, I, it's like, but, it, like, the only thing that could be, wor- I mean, like, it, it's just perfect, though, because he's just, he's Gritty, and he's on the Flyers, and they're stupid, and he's stupid, but he's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I also, it makes me wonder, like, what's going on in Philadelphia, that if you, like, really line up the Philadelphia mascots, you've got, like, Gritty, right? You, who's ostensibly a monster
0: he is a well he's, he is a monster yeah
1: <laughs> and acts like a monster right and you also have the philly fanatic who's but god also knows just what he is a monster yeah and it's like what in philadelphia is driving them just to create mascots where the the yeah. temper is always what kind of monster can we create for That's this true for this team
0: yeah do the um i wonder if the 76ers imagine if like if like uh the 76ers roll out next year with like
1: I'm gonna look it up right now. I, I don't wanna, even. Do you know if they have a mascot? I don't,
0: but I'm hoping that it somehow it comes out. It's like this weird, freakish hybrid of like the Liberty Bell and Bang Franklin.
1: <laughs> Bang Franklin. Ba- Bang Franklin would that, be. Maybe that's what his name would be. <laughs> be As a great Bang mascot. Franklin. Who is the 76ers <laughs> mascot? Franklin the dog. Not even pictured. Oh, it's just a dog. Although uh, it's like a blue dog.
0: No, I don't care.
1: Yeah, no, it's like not... Worse. Blue
0: dog works kind of in Philly. Philly is another is that type of joke, but it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean... Bang. That's
0: a little disappointing, to be honest with yeah. you. They See, they
1: do have an old... <laughs> They do have an old, crazy Ben Franklin-looking uh, okay. mascot, and that I would be more on board is with. Is
0: that Bang? That Bang Franklin?
1: That's Bang Franklin, the 76ers mascot. Who well, Now that we know what the 76ers mascot is, is a way better mascot. Yeah, bang he's way Franklin. better. Bang Franklin. Can you imagine a, like turning down an alley, and you've just got <laughs> Gritty, the Philly yeah. fanatic, and, and Bang, bang Franklin. Franklin right there? You're yeah.
0: fucked. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, give me liberty or give me death. Yes. That's why I would say. That's Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, wow. Uh, they don't have any other sports. Oh, well, the eagle. But what is the, I guess the eagle's mascot is just an eagle.
1: Yeah. So they really are only at batting, at, <laughs> batting at 500. I was hoping Well, they maybe tele- 750
0: if, if Bang Franklin exists, but I don't know if he does. Wow. Good job, Philly. Is uh, there a
1: city that has a better lineup of mascots? Uh,
0: Montreal does just because of Yupi and they don't need anything else. Yupi is Yupi the only two team mascot in history, he must be.
1: What was he the Well, ma- he
0: was the Expos mascot. That's why he looked that's why he has no reason to be a hockey thing. But Yupi was the ex- Montreal Expos and then they moved to DC became the Nationals, but the the Canadians just adopted Yupi because he was so popular. I think the ma- yeah, the Canadians either didn't have a mascot before or it was some stupid thing, but they took Yupi and replaced him.
1: That's you know, i've I've never heard that. That's the first I'm hearing of this. So I mean, maybe news. maybe
0: I'm totally wrong, but that's what I. That's my understanding.
1: But that also is really interesting to me because it's like, yeah, why can't cities have mascots that re- represent their entirety of their sports <laughs> yeah, teams?
0: It's really good because, like, the, yeah, like like the Sabers have Sabretooth, who's just pretty boring, and the Bills have some idiot. I think he's Billy Buffalo. It's dumb, and that's also a problem because neither animal. Well. Neither mascot. The problem with Buffalo teams is they just make their mascot a buffalo. Except the Sabers had and be like a saber-toothed tiger, which is not. It should just be like a guy with a big sword that should just run around and be the sa- the Buffalo Saber.
1: Yeah, how come Buffalo like Buffalo's teams always have like
0: ethereal
1: a, like names like dumb. the Bills, the Sabers? I, like, pick a thing. Like, pick an object well, that you sa- can really get behind. Well,
0: a saber. I mean, a saber. I can get behind. But that's not a mascot. No, it's not a mascot. But um, a buffalo. I mean, the Buffalo Bills are literally a joke. But like, the mascot should just be Buffalo Bill, like just running around and having a gay old time. Yeah, I don't know. That's a very
1: interesting point.
0: It literally was a joke because they put it up to a fan vote, and they said it will be the Buffalo Bills. But then they then the mask. The logo became a buffalo, which is like, well, it doesn't make any sense.
1: That's like when I was a when I was a kid, and we used to go to Syracuse Chiefs games. Um, oh God! And then you know. It wasn't exactly the most, you know, racially sensitive thing to do to be the, the Chiefs. Although, to their credit, like, there was, as far as I can remember, there was never, like, a really, like, offensive mascot or anything right. like that. But then when I became a kid, when I grew up a little bit, they became the Syracuse Sky Chiefs. I remember that. Um, and they left that up to a vote, and they almost became the Syracuse Salty Dogs. Wow. Which then became their major their short-lived Major League Soccer team
0: oh Um, salty dogs
1: and which i did think was like now in retrospect i thought was kind of could have been kind of like fun um and now they're the syracuse chiefs again except they've just (laughs) adopted because and it actually was pretty cool when i was growing up um the syracuse chiefs now um stadium borders a train a train tracks and so like just occasionally throughout the game like a train will will drive by wow Um, Which is cool, and I was thrilled as later baseball video games started putting the minor league, you know, stadiums in the game, and so you can get that now in, in those games. My point just being that because of that, they became the Chiefs again. But then just decided that the conductor of a train is just also called a chief. What? Because, like, the mascot is just, like, a baseball with, like, a mustache. And then it's wearing, start. like, a train conductor's outfit.
0: I mean. But they're the chiefs. Did, like, a six-year-old design this? Probably. I'm
1: fascinated by who's designing third jerseys and who's designing mascots. Because yeah. it always seems like a third grader.
0: I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question um i read like a long thing about the guy who who designed the sabers angry goat head and uh he wasn't a third grader but um <laughs>
1: shocked to find wait, out
0: Wait, was he the slug guy i don't know it doesn't matter i don't but even, even g-
1: that's saying something that like those were the upgrades it was a the grown uniform.
0: man who was like this is a good idea <laughs> yeah and then someone else said you know what you're right you're onto something
1: a bunch of people said you're a right.
0: lot of people yeah i don't know
1: what's the best jersey upgrade like logo and jersey. You mean upgrade. like a
0: specific example?
1: Yeah, like who who has changed their logo or jersey that you've been like, no, that's an upgrade. Because I'm oh, trying man. to think of one.
0: Well, I mean, I would say that the Sabers l- abandoning the slug and going back to the to their original logo is 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 an upgrade. But it d- it's not that it doesn't count because it was an existing thing that they left.
1: Yeah, undoing a mistake to go back. Yeah, and that old doesn't jersey. count. Yeah, it doesn't count. That's trending pretty hard across sports. I feel Right.
0: Like. Um. Oh man. Okay. So let's think of a. Uh, well, th- th- see, this is a too, too boring of an example, but I would say that the Panthers, the Florida Panthers, have upgraded their look. They slightly modified their logo, but it wasn't a drastic change. Um, I mean,
1: I'll take it. I'm just, I'm always, like, Vancouver, you know, could have used a redesign for years, and they used that opportunity to add the word Vancouver I to hate, their I don't like logo. their. I don't like their kit. The no, it's <laughs> bad. I mean, that's, there's a reason why, like, their alternate jerseys, like eventually, sometime during the season, like become their main jerseys again. Yeah, it's like, true. They always wear that old C with the with the hockey stick.
0: Right. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, thinking live on a podcast is also like really entertaining, and so I've kind of set sure. us up here for. uh
0: <laughs> No, that's okay. We're we're g- we're gonna cut this all out. That's the other thing that people always say on a podcast and never do is like, oh, we'll cut this out. Yeah. That's, never happened.
1: that's a real joke. Yeah. We didn't talk about it earlier, but I but when we started, that is like my favorite podcast like bit is whenever a guest for a podcast shows up and they've never like seen or heard of a microphone or headphones or anything like before. Right. always like, Is this I just talk into this?
0: Yeah. Level's good. Yeah. Um,
1: and the, we don't have headphones here. No, so we don't have we? any.
0: Also, I keep hearing this sort of like teeny reflection from this room. So we'll see how this this may actually sound terrible by the time we're done. Um, it's hotel acoustics. You never know what you're gonna get.
1: I mean, with our sweet dulcet tones, I'm sure it'll come out sure just fine.
0: Um, well, yeah. So, uh, well, um, and you became so. But didn't the the the, Syrac- the Syracuse uh, Crunch were the Canucks team for a while, right? That's yes, that's how you became a Canucks fan. So when I was when I was a
1: kid, <laughs> the the Crunch were okay. Um, the Canucks farm team. Yeah. That's a great mascot upgrade where we started with Crunch Man, who was just like a vague superhero designed by oh, like right. probably some graphic designer. And then very late in the game became um, Al the Ice Gorilla. Oh, who, yeah. Okay. Done. Who <laughs> who is yeah, that's just right. was just a white gorilla wearing a Crunch jersey. That's
0: the most hockey thing I've ever heard. So of course, he's white. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I remember that. I remember when they became like, I was like are these the same crunch? Is there a second Syracuse team also called the crunch with a gorilla mask? No, it's the same team. There's also, a, I mean, yeah. much
1: like Buffalo teams, it also begs the question of like, why are we choosing like a team nickname that like, cannot be pinned down by like an image, like uh, right. maybe a superhero, maybe an, an ice gorilla.
0: Like, yeah, um, I guess. Why not? See, that's the thing is like names. Teams are also just picked by like a drunk tycoon. Who's like, why not? <laughs> I don't care. People will buy it no matter what. I call it, see, there's my Texas coming out again. <laughs> my yeah. favorite,
1: speaking of this, my favorite um, like team name story is when I was living in Portland, which I lived in Portland for a year, um, The some minor league hockey team, would it have been like the Western, like the WHL or something, mm-hmm. they had a team that played out of Portland that was actually very good, um, but they were the... Portland ice hawks oh yeah and or the Hillsborough no the the winter winter hawks Hawks, that's what it was yes you're right um and they essentially I did some research when I moved to the area and found out the only reason they were the winter hawks because they were not affiliated with the black hawks in any kind of meaningful way oh they were just they had been given old Blackhawks jerseys when the team formed. And so for like their first couple seasons, they were just wearing old Blackhawks jerseys. That's hilarious. And I think that was like, I think that's, that's like the, an awesome way. That's the most
0: do. Portland thing. It's like retro. It's like they literally picked up them at the vintage hockey jersey store. Put and a just, Blackhawks uh, on it. Yeah. Put a Blackhawks <laughs> on it and just became the Portland winter Blackhawks. That's so good.
1: I really liked that. Um, yeah. But anyway, to answer your original question. Yes. So that's why I was a Canucks fan because like a lot of kids, and maybe this is something that's interesting although you seem to identify much more to Buffalo as a city and Buffalo sports teams, but is that I often find that friends of mine that I talk to, myself included, you start not by necessarily being a fan of a specific team, but you're like a fan of players, and then you kind of grow into liking their team. And so I grew up as a hockey fan just being a Brett Hull fan. And so I like the Blues, and then I kind of dipped into liking the Dallas Stars for a little bit of time. The first jersey I ever had was one of those blue, yellow, and like red hideous blues jersey oh
0: yeah um wow and the one that gretzky wore for like 20 games and then was gone yeah. yes um
1: wow. and then i took a break from hockey. i just like you know wasn't super you, you were like
0: 12 and you're like hockey i need a break
1: yeah i just you know brett Hull went to the stars and i i couldn't bear it yeah um and so i took many years off from being a hockey fan and then <laughs> just decided to like arbitrarily pick up the canucks because i had grown up seeing the canucks farm team and right and I feel no less connection to them you know, in terms of being a fan as if I, I had grown up being a diehard fan. Like, sure. I, I, I wonder, like, we place a lot of importance on, you know, like how long we've been a fan or how diehard. And it's like, I mean, yeah. if you just pick a team and root hard for them, like, sure. it only takes, like, I mean, you and I are, like, diehard Milwaukee Bucks fans. That's true. <laughs> and that's only because... We've been we- through
0: one year of such intense misery and brief elation. Yeah, um, only because of Giannis, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, but like, does it matter any less? No. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it's great to just pick a team and root hard and not apologize for
0: I'm it. I'm pretty close to quitting my entire life and moving to Milwaukee and opening Deer and Beer, <sighs> the ultimate sports bar for Milwaukee. They just need a hockey team, and I don't know. I I think I'd have to become, like, a um, like a Wisconsin ho- like college team fan, whatever the Wisconsin school is. I mean,
1: or take, like any of the southern tier teams and just move them to milwaukee yeah that's true
0: we should just like just pack up the panthers and make them the milwaukee panthers was it, was it
1: you that i was having a conversation with it might have been my brother years ago about we were just like giving each other verbal like descriptions of what it must be like to be at a panthers game Ugh. and the one thing that we just kept coming back to is that like you know it's an it's an arena and it's a hockey rink so it's is cold it yeah <laughs> oh, sure relatively speaking for right. purposes of the story Um, but also the temperature is such that like, isn't it just damp everywhere? Like you're just like touching those like walls and it's damp. You're sitting down in a damp seat. Like probably,
0: (laughs) And like, yeah, you like your beer like when they pour you a like a like a twelve dollar bud light and the glass is like sweating before the beer even <laughs> goes in. And it's also then you take a sip and it's like lukewarm. You're like, where is this this humidity and this moisture coming from? Yes. It's you in the swamp now, boy. <laughs> That's the owner of the Panthers talking as he's petting a cat sitting next to you. Why am I in the owner's box? <laughs> you should, there ain't no owner's box down here in the swamp, boy. I don't, that's not even a Florida accent. Yeah,
1: yeah but, but so yeah, take the panthers, take the like, someone, please take the Coyotes. Don't
0: you dare speak a bad word about my coyotes. They are treasures and they belong in the desert. Get rid of the stars, send them back to Minnesota. We have this call the Twin Cities, put the stars in St. Paul. The St. Paul Stars and the Minnesota Wild. Boom, done. You know, twin I, cities, I twin that. hockey teams. Get rid of the Stars, get rid of get rid of everything south and east of the Mason Dixon line. Nashville can stay. But yeah, we don't need the, it. We don't yeah, we don't need the the Hurricanes. Send them b- up to Quebec City. Um get Panthers gone. The Lightning, I guess The Lightning are a good team. They've also earned it now, as much as I hate to say it. Now, put them in Milwaukee. Giannis, Stamkos, and Yelich, the ultimate trifecta of, like, sports heroes in Milwaukee. See, I
1: could get behind that in a way that I can't get behind Tampa Bay, so I think you're right. And then my last, like, hockey team gripe, and they're not even, you know, geographically in a bad place, but it's just, like, move the Columbus Blue Jackets somewhere where (laughs) anyone will care about them. Like... (laughs) I have to remind myself where Columbus is whenever I think about the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm like, well, where's where are they? Wait, they're just like an unnecessary team. We're like that. We're overcrowded <laughs> in like the Northeast anyway. There's like so many better options if you live in Columbus. I don't know. I don't agree for. with that at
0: all. Oh. I like the Columbus Blue Jackets. I like Columbus. I like Ohio. What is Ohio gonna do? They don't have LeBron anymore. They need something, Steve.
1: I don't think the Blue Jackets is the answer to that.
0: Do you think that like J.R. Smith is the answer and I, Kevin Love? Get out of here. If anything you could move them to to Cleveland, but the Cleveland Blue Jackets just doesn't have a ring to it. I like the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets has just rolls off the tongue. I think they're a good team. But, I just
1: can't agree. I think if anything, we're gonna be leading into a dynasty led by Baker Mayfield in in Cleveland.
0: I don't think so. He's
1: the bro that Cleveland deserves.
0: Yeah, that may be true. I also, on the top, um, speaking of Baker and Bakers, I was pretty proud of the joke I said today of that the, the Los Angeles Lakers who just rename themselves the Los Angeles Bakers. I think that's very funny. I'll give it to is, you. Which is which is not anything that this doesn't sound funny at all now, but I do think that like a warm up kit or warm up like thing that's just a Bakers outfit is very funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in general teams don't have fun enough. No. With anything.
0: A team name that is like the Bakers would be hilarious. Yeah, I Or mean, just the chefs. I don't even know what. I, I just like don't be so intimidating. Have a fun name.
1: Yeah, or like even don't even have to commit to the bit that hard and just like do like Los Angeles Bakers night, where like they're gonna come out and do their warm ups in like a baking good. outfit. Well
0: that's why that's why me- the minor league baseball is the best. Yeah. Because they do because like the Brook like the uh the um uh I guess they're just I think they're just the Brooklyn's Cyclones. I can't even remember now, but one night they were the Brooklyn slices because yeah. of pizza. And they wore a pizza slice and I got a free pizza hat and a free pizza. It was great.
1: Yeah. And Sarah, that, that season Syracuse was the Syracuse oh, the, salt potatoes for some oh, yeah. period of time. And Rochester was the Rochester garbage plates. Like,
0: and I think the bisons were the wings for one night, which yeah. is like perfect. Everybody yeah. wins.
1: Yeah. I don't understand what's so bad about it. I mean, it gets a little bit dicey when you're like, you have like the hockey teams that are doing like the rebels versus the Imperials for star Wars. It's like, okay, you're not attracting <sighs> that crowd regardless. Yeah. Like why are you trying to, dumb? But, yeah. But, but I, I do think, in general, we don't let sports teams now. I don't know if it's the money or what, but like, have enough fun, right? With the arbitrary nature of sports, like <laughs> uniforms and mascots and stuff. Right. Like, why aren't the mascots fighting at center ice or court for I, every no, sporting I ag- event ever? I,
0: I really agree. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a wide ranging talk. Um, let's see. Do you have any? Do you plan on going to see any like games this year?
1: Um, I do have a friend who has Rams season tickets. So I was hoping to see the Rams in like all of their glory. Yeah. But also as is usually the case with these things, it sounds like he's just going to end up selling most of his Rams tickets now. Cause they're right. good enough to be sold and make some money off. Yeah. Um, I definitely would like to see LeBron play mm-hmm. in Los Angeles in his first year as a Laker. So sure. I probably will try to get some like tickets to some like shitty Lakers game. Yeah. Um, cause I don't necessarily really care about the Lakers. And then, you know, I always try to make it to one or two Kings games. I don't know if Vancouver's playing, them in
0: well of course they are they're but the it's always division. like
1: once a year no it's at least
0: twice because they are the same division but that's okay um
1: but either way so yes i'll try to make it to a game like that or just go to a, again like a shitty kings game or sure. something i you know i i it took me a long time moving to Los Angeles to realize that, like, professional sports are, like, just an accessible thing in cities where there are professional sports teams. Sure. I always grew up thinking that, like, oh, you go to, like, college games. You can go to, like, one
0: game games. a year. Yeah. It's, like, a huge deal to go to a pro game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now just the option of, like, paying $35 to go see, like, the bad Kings play, like, the bad Calgary Flames. It's right. Like, yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Sure. Yeah. you only see Johnny Gaudreau once in your life. Actually, he would be worth seeing, but, like, nobody else in the Flames yeah. is ever interesting. Um, yeah. Well... All right. Uh, uh, I was making fun of Mark Maron earlier because how he always says you good" at the end of an interview. Um, what's Mar- What do you think Mark Maron's doing right now?
1: Right now, he's probably not far from here. Um, yeah. He's probably like a 20 minute drive.
0: Let's go find him. Let's get in your car and find him.
1: <laughs> and, and surprise podcast. And him. just
0: like shove the microphone in his face. How do you like face. it, Marin? Let's just keep recording and as we drive and find him. Oh, yeah. I had this idea today. This is a dumb idea. Because I was flying, as I was flying yesterday from Dallas to here, uh, I wondered uh, maybe maybe you've heard about about this. I don't think that this idea has been done. I don't know if it exists, but um, I was thinking about how what if there, what if we pitched a podcast to let's just say some airline, JetBlue or whatever, called the Plane Cast. So, as as the Plane caster, I will get like you give me like like a window seat and like all the seats around me, like you know how in like Minesweeper when you you hit a good yes. one, and all the yes, yes, and all yes. the good seats don't blow up around you. Sure. So buy up all the seats around me. So the point being, like, it would be a noise-proof zone. Sure. One other person at, on the – like, in, somehow on the flight, we're going to pick somebody else who's on the plane, just a random person. Well, or we'll, like, interview – I don't know how you pick a person, but somebody on that plane – is gonna win if he upgraded to sit next to me and be interviewed on my plane cast, and the and you only do this for like short regional flights, and just talk to him for as much as he can, and that's the episode, that's the podcast.
1: I I really I genuinely really like that idea. Yeah. I think in pitching it, you should not use an example mind about sweeper. scenes about <laughs> seats on the plane blowing up. I feel like that's going to be a real deal. Yeah, but it give you
0: the exact perfect image because you know when you're choosing <laughs> oh. your seat on a on the web on like online and you're like, man, what if all these seats blew up next to me? <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I, I you're won't saying. use I the mind in the pitch, but I do think that's a really good idea. I think that I like the idea of the plane cast because. It's rand. It's no. The people that are interviewed are no one. But like how? Like I always think like, man, what are all these people in this plane doing? Like where are they going? Where are they coming from? Um, like I like I had like the guy in front of me on the plane. And I, this is why I hate Southwest because you can't pick your seats, and they always assign me like the the lowest possible boarding number. So I sit in the middle of the row, and I, of course I'm behind the fat guy with a Make America Great Again hat, Ugh, who was a talker. The worst. It was bad. But. You know, I still am like, man, like, who are these people? Where are they going? And, like, it would be cool to, like, be able to get to hear their stories.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's a really good idea. I think you should do it.
0: It's Cash Cab with no prizes, in it's a podcast.
1: That's a pitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cash Cab with no prizes in a plane and podcast. So, yeah. I like it just pull the articles and speak as fast as possible. And I'm sure that the, uh, the, the executives at jet blue are bound to love that idea.
1: You can just go through, you can go right through that magazine, the on-flight magazine with them. That's true. Yeah. Like, let's talk about, let's talk about local eateries in Charlotte that are worth checking out.
0: Yeah. And would you like this like uh Marvel comics universe themed chess set? <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> but your niece, your nephew would. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think, I don't know, I'm feeling like the energy's is winding down. I feel like if we keep going, it's going to be terrible.
1: Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I, I appreciate you having me on. This is my first podcast appearance. Oh, wow. I, I hope to. Uh, I hope when I'm in New York next, I hope we get to do a follow-up to this. That's and not going to happen. see how po- PlaneCast is going
0: for Oh, me. yeah. All right, great. Well, maybe you can be on PlaneCast as you come out, and then we'll do another podcast together on LandCast 2.0. Like All, right, All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.